Welcome back, everybody, to episode 32 of the Jader and Kyle Show. Um, as you can see, it's another typical episode this week. Um, we were supposed to have Jader back, but unfortunately, he's just not doing well right now. And um, I have to go solo again. It's been tough lately. We've had a lot going on. Um, I know it's Christmas time. We're all trying to you know, feel joyous in the world, but it's just not happening right now. Oh, wait just a moment. Wait just a moment, guys. Something just popped up in the chat. I think someone's here. Let me. Oh, who's this? Who is this? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, sir. Who is What's this up? guy? Please say this? your name. Introduce yourself. To I hate you guys. <laughs> I hate you guys. Yes, man. <laughs> Jader, welcome baby, back, man. It's good to see you. Babyface Jader is back, dude. Um, I'm very sad babyface about it. Jader. Yeah, dude. Uh, very, very. Why is it gone? It. What happened to the beard? <sighs> it was time, man. No. Um, all right. I actually <laughs> haven't said this to. I haven't said this to many people. Um, some people know, but not not. There's a lot of people that actually don't know that. Um, I went. I went back to school. Um, I started this venture off in September. Actually, it was. It should have been sooner than September. However um obviously you know this year 2020 has been has been one crazy year and um a lot of things happened a lot of uh people lost their jobs and a lot of uh you know just it, it was a very negative year overall um and it was an eye-opener for me for uh i've always you know always been a smart dude um a lazy one but overall uh, a smart guy i feel at least and um, but I've always found the uh, fast way to do things. Right. So after high school, instead, I went to college for a little bit and I was like, you know what? This isn't for me. Fuck this. Found, you know, serving job and, you know, it, it, you know, started from buster serving, getting behind a bar and all that and just, you know, fast money. And then from there I went from, you know, I went to a retail and then just started working my way up the ladder. So I've always been in retail um, and I've always managed to try to make, you know, try to make the best of this, uh, of the places where I work. Um, not saying that where I work now, which, you know, it's, it's, it's no surprise. We've said it a bunch of times here, but, um, I've always worked at, uh, I work at T-Mobile now and, you know, pre COVID, it was a fantastic job to have, uh, money wise. I was making a lot of money. Um, but I started noticing when, when COVID was happening, obviously people were, were not trying to buy phones and, you know, and I don't blame them. It wasn't a time to do any of that stuff. You know, it was a time to stay home and, you know, stay safe and what have you. And, um, during that, um, time I kept, you know, telling myself, dude, I, I have to do something because what happens, I started seeing peers of mine losing their jobs from like, you know, when, when big corporate companies, um, start you know chopping the you know chopping heads off it's it's usually the bigger guys that go and then it goes to the smaller guys and i was like what have i started seeing some of my peers my old bosses just losing their jobs and i'm like what the hell man like what that you know what are we, what am i going to do if i lose my if i lost my job today what would i do you know um so i told myself what what's out there what's going on uh who who didn't stop working who are the essentials you know and ever since I got out of high school, I've always wanted to do medics and uh, EMT medics, firefighting, the whole nine. And um, for my son, my son has a big obsession now with firefighter, firefighter trucks and all that. For his birthday, I have a buddy of mine, a really close friend of mine that told me, hey, bring him out. 
um, bring him to the station and we'll show him around. We'll get him on the truck the whole night. And I was like, I'm going to do that for him. So we went ahead and did that. And my son's eyes just, you know, lit up. And um, I remember talking to my buddy and he's like, man, he's like, you know, we both had this kind of like dream of becoming firefighters uh, when we were in high school together. And he he was like this. You could have done this, too, man. You know, and the, and I'll be honest with you. The main reason why I didn't fo uh, follow through was because I heard the waiting list to become a firefighter in Miami Dade was just, you know, years. And I'm like, I'm not going to waste my time on a career that once I graduate, I won't even be able to work. Right. Um so anyways, I went, I went up, um, that day he kind of told me and I felt like, you know, I'm, he got this job when he was 25, right? We graduated at 18. He paid his dues. He waited, he was volunteering at hospitals and fire stations and all that. But it wasn't until 2013 or 14 where he actually got the job, right? Like almost nine, 10 years after we graduated. Um, I'm sorry, I'm rambling on. But long story short, we took my son. He told me, "Man, you could have been a, you, you could have done this." And I'm like, "Yeah, I know." I, I told him, "Man, I could have done this too." And he goes, "It's not too late." Um, I'm like, "No, man, I'm right, mid, you know, hitting the mid 30s now." And he goes, "Dude, I have people graduating at you know 42, 43, 44, 45, uh, doing this." Um, so he kind of like woke me up, and that his, my son's birthday was on a Saturday. That Monday, I signed up for school. And I started uh, September, uh, and yesterday I took my final. Uh, but before I took my final, my fire instructor uh, told me that I couldn't take my test until I shaved, that he let me go out long enough because we were <laughs> I was like this the whole time. And it's funny because he this was on Tuesday. I had my practical exam on Tuesday, which is uh, – uh, scenarios, you know, they put a dummy on the floor, you got to pick them up, put them on the stretcher, you know, hey, you got a gunshot patient, do uh, take care, patch them up, all that stuff. And then we had a written exam yesterday. Um, on Tuesday, when I show up, all the instructors there are very like what you typically see in a firehouse film, if you will, they're very chill, very laid back and very like slick remarks slick with the mouth, right? Uh, and the best dudes ever. So I was there and then they, uh, we all know I had COVID, which we'll jump into that in a bit. But um, when I got there with the instructor that he's one of the strictest guys there, but very, very cool guy. Uh, his name's Mike, man. Shout out to Mike. Uh, he small talks me. Hey, man, how you feeling? How's everything, man? I'm like, oh, man, I feel great. Uh, I'm like, that thing sucks for a little bit. I'm like, a lot of you, so on and so forth. So he's there chit chatting with me and he goes, why do you still have a beard? <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? I'm like, the school's never been that strict. And he goes, all right, well, we had a meeting last week and every student is not and uh, is not supposed to have a beard. This has been said from the beginning of, of the uh, the year of um, not the year of the uh, of the semester. Um, and he's like, and we've been chill with you because you guys have to wear your mask and all that. And he goes, but you know what? He goes, you guys are getting certified this week. He goes, you guys are going to uh, grab your jobs now. Um, he's like. On your he goes, you're lucky I'm not sending you home right now to go shave before you do the exam. So he's like, I'm going to let you take the exam today. But on Thursday, he goes, you will be here uh, with, a, with a clean shaved face. And he goes, in fact, I want it so clean. He, um, he's like, I'm going to put a credit card on your face. And if the credit card bumps or anything or falls off, you're not, you're not taking your test. 
So <laughs> that's not um, fair. <laughs> yeah, dude. So and you know this was already two days, and it's already you know I have a little. I have a. It's already scruffy. <laughs> not scruffy, but what have you. But anyway, so I show up to class on Thursday. Everybody's like, dude, let me see, because it was a, it was it was quite a few of us that um had the uh that had beards, right? Uh, so every all the guys obviously shaved and whatnot. But when we um, but when we get there, we um. Give me a second, guys. I'm sorry. Oh, and we're taking a dog break so, right uh, now. No, 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 <laughs> Welcome back. So then, so then, um, so yeah. So when we show up to class, the uh, we're sitting down and and what have you, and then they um, when we get there, there's only one instructor. And we're all like, hey, where's where's you know, where's Fireman Mike? And he's like, oh, he's not coming today. <laughs> so the the main our main instructor, his name's Mario. Uh, he's like, why? What's going on? And then I'm like, oh, nothing. I'm like, uh, he told us to shave, and he starts laughing. And he goes, yeah, he's not coming until January, dude. He took his two week vacation. He goes, you guys didn't have to shave. So yeah. <laughs> it's like that scene in Whiplash where he tells them to be there at six a.m. the next day, and then he shows up at six a.m. in class until nine. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. That's exactly what happened, yeah. dude. So whatever it is. <laughs> um, but we're excited to have you back, Jader. Um, it was, you know, it was a fun episode last week. I wish you could have been here, but I'm glad you're fully healthy and recovered again, drinking from your Ant Man glass. Um, so it's good to see you, man. Uh, we are not alone today, though. Today we are joined by another special guest. Yes, there's Ant Man glass right there. Uh, we're joined by another special guest uh she has been on the show before uh you know her, her name is gia or is she there yes welcome back gia welcome back gia uh, thank you guys so much for having me back i'm so excited merry christmas happy holidays and jader okay you are the man seriously thank you so much for everything you do for your son for us like as an essential worker at t-mobile and everything with, with going back to school good for you i'm, I'm so happy for you and, and i love the the credit card story like you don't hear much about whiplash teachers or instructors lately because everyone is very like you know everyone is much kinder now but this you do have to hope for those kinds of stories this school that i go to yeah is the least pc school ever like <laughs> they, it's miami they they get on our asses man like and they will they the very first thing they all say when they introduce themselves is hi my name is so and so i work for so and so department i will be your instructor today uh they're like if you are offended by foul language i don't care yeah. um they're <laughs> like you're in, wrong, you're in the wrong line of work if this <laughs> offends you so boom and then they just let us have it and i'm like holy crap there you mm. go like there's sometimes where they'll though there there's was one kid in our class, man. And I call him a kid because he's he's just graduated high school. He's 18 years old. And um he doesn't know when to shut up, you know. Mm -hmm. And they just it's they go it, it's like an ro it's an hour roast when he's in class with us, you know. Oh yeah. and it's non freaking stop for lack yeah. of a word. It's just they every time. In fact, when they see him walk in, they're like, "Oh!" And then it's like every single instructor just tags. Uh -huh. It's crazy. Yeah. It's it's like it's like the military. You always have the same thing, like with with cops, with firefighters, EMT. It's the same. I I love it though because you're real. No, people. I love it. I I, I yeah. My regret, honestly, is that I should have done this a lot sooner because I absolutely love this uh, 
everything that I've learned so far. And I still have a ways to go, um, but I am, I don't, my, again, the only decision that I regret is that I should have done this years ago instead of, oh, you know, well, so late. Better late don't than regret never. It. You're exactly. right now, Jader. Um, I see you both are in a very festive mood, Gia with the Santa hat, I, and then Jader's got his Halloween shirt. <laughs> <laughs> if every day, every year, I'd be the happiest person alive. So I right. think COVID's still on your mind a little bit. You're a little confused on what time of the year it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kyle, you look sharp as heck in that that white shirt. That's like the classic movie guy white white t-shirt, like the button yes. down. And and Amelia Clark will be very impressed. I hope she is, and I hope she's tuning in right now, along with Mr. Feig and uh, Henry Golding. Um, I'm so happy to be doing the movie we're doing today, guys, but we will get to that later. Um, we're going to have a discussion about it. Uh, we usually do an interview portion here on the show where we talk to our special guests, but Gia is well known to you guys. So very popular episode last time she was here when we did the 40-Year-Old Virgin. Very fun episode. I love that. So much fun. So much fun talk about that movie. Great time. We got to do more Judd Apatow in the future. Next year, when the Jader and Kyle show continues, we are not stopping everybody. The show will be back next year. Um, we need you. Yes. <laughs> so today we decided, we haven't done this in a while, Jader. We haven't talked about what's going on in the film industry. We, you know, we usually grab a new story and talk about it, but there's been quite a few things lately. Um, I just thought of this right now with the whole Disney slot where they announced every single thing they got coming out. Um, and then, HBO Max and Warner Brothers decided to take a giant dump on the rest of the industry um, and announced that next year all of their films are going to be on HBO Max and the theaters on the same exact day. So let's have a quick discussion about that, guys. When you saw this, G, I'll start with you. What did you think? Sure. Well, um, well, I, I just heard about this like pretty like recently, of course, too. And there's a lot I, I really have to catch up with as far as HBO Max and all these streaming services. But my main concern, like, is this isn't obviously new. This has been happening like, throughout the year with only, of course, like a sporadic amount of movies. But I'm concerned with the award show season because especially, particularly for the Oscars, in order to, to qualify, you have to be in a certain amount of theaters, whether in California and around the country. Mm -hmm. And it's just because it is unprecedented. I wonder how it's going to affect the award season. But also I'm wondering if they should just take the L for all of this and i it's just it's a whole thing that's mostly what i'm worried about um and and you guys are telling me before backstage how like for um for wonder woman 1984 <laughs> like it got <laughs> like, they're getting 10, 10 million dollars like off the cuff yes so what do you what do you guys think about that i'm not really sure what i think about it yet it, it makes sense it's kind of obvious but weren't they weren't they the ones all right so let's go back to when okay. covid first hit and uh, they released Trolls. Who's in charge of Trolls? Universal. Oh, yeah. okay. So, okay, it was it was Universal. Yeah, you're right. I see them. Universal. So Warner Brothers' whole thing was Tenet. When Tenet was coming out, yeah. that was the movie that was trying to be the first one to go back to theaters. And Nolan was pushing really hard. I want to be the first one. This movie's going to bring everyone back. And Tenet came out. I and watched this week on 4K. I just haven't seen it yet. Hey. Yeah, I bought it, but I haven't seen it. I okay. was planning. I was trying to see it yesterday. That didn't happen tonight. I have the kids, so it won't happen. I'll probably be seeing it by Sunday night. Mm -hmm. uh, but I I'm it I've been dying to see that movie since the first time I saw the trailer. I know Kyle's has his uh, mixed emotions about Nolan, uh, but I am a Nolan lover overall, so I'm pretty hyped for the film. 
Um, and I, you know, again, what better way to watch it with 4K and the whole thing? Um, Kyle, I, I had this discussion with him before that I wanted to see it because um, everyone tells me that so, yeah, that sees it. Make sure you watch it with subtitles. And Kyle's like, I dare you to take the challenge of watching it how everybody else watched it in the theater to see if you understand anything they say in that movie but um <laughs> it's because the music's so loud when this is happening whenever there's like yeah. important dialogue happening there the music's so loud that you can't tell what's going on so that's what made me frustrated in the theater so the subtitles are really going to help me when i get to watch it later um i'm, I'm, I'm on, definitely going to try to see it again but as far as yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like come, come on you, Christopher, I mean, you've been doing this forever, man. <laughs> I'm concerned about his hearing, to be but completely he honest. With you. That, he, that's one thing that Christopher Nolan does. Remember when we uh, when we got the trailer for uh, The Dark Knight Rises? Mm -hmm. I didn't understand a word that uh, that um, Tom Hardy was saying under page. And then we had to go back because every that was everyone's complaint. And then they had to go back and you know uh, re-record his lines or whatnot. And I hear that um, it, I still haven't seen Dunkirk. Because every single person in, uh, in uh, you know, uh, CST and PCP were all about hating that film and how the ticking never stopped and how you couldn't hear shit. So <laughs> I think it is a Nolan, you know, one of those uh, the attributes yeah. with, with, with his films. But going back, I remember when, um, you know, the trolls went uh, went straight to uh, VOD and um, everyone lost their shit well the studios lost their shit how uh not the studios i'm sorry the movie theaters don't curse your shit there you go <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah it, it's, I, um, I remember when 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 that trolls did that and you know the movie theaters were you know they're never gonna play uh, another universal film blah 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 whatever but then um but then um now you have you know uh HBO doing this like ultimate flex, which pissed off their directors, their Nolans and their Denny Villeneuve's and your Patty Jenkins and all that. Um, so it's I understand what they're going for. Like it's it's better to release these films than to shelf them. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I hate this decision, but love it at the same time. Uh, haven't gone through COVID. That sucked. I kind of don't want to go out ever. <laughs> um, yeah. But I, there's, there's no love like going to the movie. Like there's a meme going around that's like missing walking down the aisle, you know. And it's the movie theater aisle, and right. I'm like, I relate to that so much because I right. absolutely miss going to the theater. I haven't been to the movies. I haven't again. I didn't go see Tenet. Um, I haven't gone back since. Uh, I, I before COVID, um, I think the Invisible Man was the last movie I saw in the theater, or Sonic the Hedgehog, whatever, whichever came uh, after. So those are the last that those are the last two films that I saw in theater, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so I missed that, and I feel like this, um, as people are saying, it's not. I feel like this can potentially will kill movie theaters because all your big budget films that are meant to be seen on a big screen. Um, again, something like Wonder Woman, if you're going to tell me that it's released on Christmas, which is usually, a, it used to be, I haven't seen it in the last couple of years, but Christmas tradition for me was going, you know, we'd right. open our gifts and all that, you know, uh, have a little bit of lunch, nap if you wanted to, rest a little bit, and then, you know, six, seven, eight o'clock, you go to the movies and see that big, big film that uh, released at, um, on Christmas, you know? Um, and that, again, I remember, I mean, I remember uh, when they announced that Wonder Woman was going to be released on Christmas and they still hadn't pulled it. I'm like, 
Yeah. I'm gonna go and see this movie because I absolutely love the first Wonder uh, Woman film. I think that movie's fantastic. Me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, and, Regina, I'm I'm totally with you. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. So, yeah. hearing the choice that you can see it at home, my initial thought, and I'm not gonna lie to you, was like, damn, should I even go to the? Even though the theater tickets are here are super cheap, I haven't even looked. Um, I don't even know if my AMC stubs is still active. They haven't charged me, so I don't think it's activated. You know. Um, but I, my, like the one thing that I thought, this is where my brain went. It was like, oh man, would you go and see it in the theater or just go from home? But I'm like, I'm a theater guy. Like I would want to go see now the positive for me, which not everyone's going to do this is, you know, when you go see a movie that you absolutely love, like, uh, you, you know, let's say whiplash, you know, you saw whiplash first time you saw whiplash and you're like, holy shit, this movie is awesome. I want to see it again. So I feel like that Wonder Woman effect for the people that love the theater, you can go see it in the movie theater. And then as soon as you get home, if you love it that much, you have it at home. You can see it again. So that's kind of the silver lining. But I feel like not everyone's going to do that. Not everybody's going to go risk uh, their lives because it it is. COVID sucks, guys. It sucks. All right. Um, and it's real. A lot of people are like, oh, no, it's just a, it's not, man. It sucks. It really does. <laughs> I, I'm so sorry you went through no, it. No, it's fine. It is what it is, you know. Uh, yeah. And I, you know what's crazy? And let's let me clarify this. If you're my friend on Facebook, you know I I haven't been the best at staying home. Like I will go out and I will have a couple of beers. I'm like you know, and there's that meme again going around where you sit down, uh, where it's like sitting at the restaurant, and then you're like, quick, get to the table before the COVID hits us, because you know as soon as you sit at a restaurant, you can take it off, and it's like <laughs> they have a little COVID. Uh, uh, viruses floating around everywhere. Like it's not going to get you uh, once you sit down on your table, mm-hmm. but I know I haven't been the best, but crazy enough, I didn't end up getting it um, from, you know, the wedding that I went to or the bachelor party that I went to for said wedding or this and that and that. I went, I caught it literally from a coworker of somebody that I knew, like they had it, they saw, they were, they were, they interacted. I interacted with that person and that's how I got it. You know, it wasn't even one of my ventures or anything like that. But um, anyways, going back to the whole thing, I feel well, it's a safe thing not to shelf it, you know, because, again, they did dish out money to make this movie. And people, if you shelf it for a long time, they're not going to care, you know. So what better way on Christmas when, you know, people are going to be home? What are hey, what do we do at night? You know, because once the presents are open, that that's what it is. And hey, look, the new Wonder Woman. Let's all sit down and watch it, you know. So there's a silver lining there. I understand why they're doing it, but I just hope this, I hope this is a temporary thing versus. uh, I I think it's going to be temporary too. Yeah. It's a temporary solution. That's that's all I wish for because I'm going to be very sad if this is the end of movie theaters as we know it. I I really don't think it is. Um, And especially because even last year with the Irishman, you know, it it came out like immediately it was on Netflix too. And that was the whole argument with Scorsese. He was like, please do not watch this movie online or on your phone. Like go to the big screen and watch it later. That was his whole argument. Well, you had to play like a week out for that. Yeah. yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, But but, and I think it's the same thing with today, too. And even the prom, you know, since I've been back in Florida, um, like I'm here for another like two months. Like if... um, it was the same thing. Like you go to the theater and it's also on Netflix. So you just, you just have options. And I think people need those options. One, because of course we need entertainment. And two, because all of these streaming services need to compete with each other. And now you have freaking Paramount coming up with like a thousand different reboots for shows, which I'm actually excited about. But I really do think it's just 
using the digital space for that competition to drive it. And I think that's that's all. I think I think that's really it. Hopefully, that's the end of the story. Um, so but yeah, I, I think it's a temporary. Can we put, uh, Steve's ludicrous comment on our page right well, now. Let, let me jump in here for a sec because let me just give you guys some of the titles that are being pushed to mm -hmm. theaters and and streaming service same day. Mortal okay. Kombat. Uh, the Little Things, which is a Denzel Washington garbage crime movie, which I am all for. <laughs> I love garbage crime movies. Um, Tom and Jerry, The Many Saints in Newark, which is the- I can't freaking wait. I'm trying not to curse. I, that's going to be amazing. <laughs> you're good. You can you curse. Can curse. I will, okay. I will. <laughs> uh, Godzilla versus King Kong, The Conjuring 3, In the Heights, Jam 2, The Suicide I, I Squad. I cannot wait for In the Heights. Uh, you have The Suicide Squad, Dune. Uh, King Richard, which is Will Smith playing Serena Williams and Venus Williams' father. Uh, okay. The Matrix 4, Sherlock Holmes 3, and um, Judas and the Black Messiah, which is a brand new Daniel Kaluuya film produced by... Um, that movie looks awesome. Yeah. Yes. That movie looks so great. And then Malignant, which is a new James Wan horror movie. So these are some massive titles that are supposed to be coming out next year that you can see at home the same day. Here's what I think. You can't keep pushing these movies back. Studios yeah. invest a lot of time into these films. And the directors, the filmmakers, they can't keep waiting to do the promotional tour to, to you know, start their next film. Because they have other projects in the works that need to get started on. And they can't just sit back and wait an entire another year to get their movie out there. So you need to put this these movies out right now. Um, yeah. We missed out on a lot last year, and now we're getting it finally this year. And yeah, it sucks that we're not going to be able to, you know, see it in theaters. And I really do, honestly, it, it, it's very morbid. But theaters are going away, and it's it's really unfortunate. That's just oh. the way the industry. It, it sucks. It's the way the industry is going right now. And you look at on the other end, Disney just doing this entire presentation about how um, about how all this stuff they're putting on Disney Plus. And you're going to be sitting at home watching that stuff. We all are. All these Marvel shows and Star Wars shows. And that Star Wars presentation, they announced two movies and eight streaming service shows. The Marvel Not stuff was like four movies and tons of streaming service stuff. So it's it's the way of the future. It's the way it's going. Um, I don't know if people are really going to be itching to go back to theaters at this point. You need something big, something where your only option is to go to a theater. And I th really think Black Widow's the last shot theaters have in May to really make a comeback because it's not going to be Wonder Woman because Wonder Woman's available to you at home. So now you're stuck with, I think, the next big Marvel thing. And if that doesn't work out, I think that's it, guys. I, I really do. And it's too bad. But also... If people start going back to the theaters, I could see Warner Brothers reversing this decision and saying, okay, uh, we did it for the first half of the year. The second half, vaccines out. People are doing better. It's all going to be in movie theaters now, guys. And let's see what happens. So it, it's um, just – it's it's I, very I, I, I can see both sides of it at this point, too. The directors you mentioned, they're getting frustrated with it. Nolan and Denny are big theater people. Patty Jenkins, she must have been so upset that she decided to go to – Disney and get a Star Wars movie. So it's going all, it's going back and forth all over the place. Um, I can see both sides, but it's just the way the industry is going. Well, yeah, like, and, and you go where the work is too, you know, and, and Wonder Woman like 1984 was already pushed back. So everyone's really backed into a corner. And, um, but, but, I, but Kyle, like, as 
I, I totally see what you're, where you're going, but I really do hope that it's not the end of, of life from movie. Yeah, me too. I hope it's not the end yeah. as well, but it just feels like that's where we're going. And Steve, this, the movie is called Songbird, not Bird Song. So uh, just, <laughs> just want to point that out. Well, I'll tell you what, in the Heights, it's going to be the same thing with theaters back. People cannot wait for it to be back. And same thing with musical movies. I know how Scott and Steve feel about movie musicals, but... I, I think there is there's still so much craving for that spectacle, and it's good. We're good. Studios are going to have to pick and choose what they're going to make exclusive in theaters only. Um, but I, I think if they strategize it well enough, it, it could happen and it could still be really successful. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm going to say the final thought here. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm moving on, guys. <laughs> That's funny. Um, all right. Well, I mean, my final thought is this. Look, I don't blame HBO Max again for doing this because um, I feel like they do need to get some uh, bigger or greater films on HBO. HBO Max has has some great ones. But, um, you know, they have things like Last Christmas, which is where I just saw this movie on HBO. <laughs> and... Um, I don't know if you guys want to talk about that. You, I mean, <laughs> you should feel so grateful that you got to experience this joyful film at the comfort of your home on a streaming service that you have ready for you during Christmas time. It's just perfect, Jader. So I um, would uh, rather get COVID again. Get the hell know. out of here. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely the line of the night for sure. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Last Christmas is our film of the week. Um, I am so excited to talk about this, guys. Did you call this movie the George Michael special. Like, what's so bad about that? Oh my yes. god, there was not. I mean, not. I don't hate George. I mean, no. I I actually enjoy George Michael, but a movie that literally there was every single song that was played in that movie was a George Michael song. And I know. I mean, I'm. It's two against one here, and I understand that. And I'm ready to go to battle. Um, <laughs> But holy shit. <laughs> it starts off and I'm like, all right, I know the movie's called Last Christmas. I know I'm going to hear this song, but I heard it like four times in the first 20 minutes. Four times in the first 20 minutes. And it starts off with another George Michael song in the, you know, in the choir and all that stuff when she's, you know, she's sing singing and Feel all that. Pain. Yeah. So there you go. So. Okay. Yeah. So very interesting that that is your take on it. And he, so you're totally right. That's it. And <laughs> I'm very happy that you guys asked me to come on this, this episode because it's we the same have argument. Oh, thank you. We thought about we're like, Oh no. Last, oh, he's like, we should do last Christmas. And he, and then I'm like, great. And he's like, and we're going to get Jay on the show. I'm like, great. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. But there's a lot of really cool, interesting points with this. And honestly, Last Christmas as a movie musical is really the same thing as jukebox musicals. And you either love them or you hate them. End of story. And if you go back to Blinded by the Light with, um, like, you, with of course, all the Bruce Springsteen songs, mm -hmm. you're going to have Rocket Man. You're going to have all these different biopics. It's either going to be a bio musical or a jukebox. And I feel like... Um, like at least with, with Blinded by the Light, that's the most similar format to Last Christmas. It worked because it was a unique story. And what I loved about Last Christmas, especially when you mentioned the first 20 minutes, I I love how Emma Thompson wrote it. First of all, she wrote this. Was, this was, she did a wonderful job. She infused all these really cool human elements. And 
I loved how they used the song. Like she, okay, last Christmas came on after when she had was doing a fucking walk of shame, hysterical, very unexpected, and and she, and she mm. was just the story of this really troubled twenty something that that wasn't that didn't just have her heart broken. So it wasn't a typical use of of George Michael songs, and I really liked it. And um, there's, I'm sure we're gonna get into a lot more. And this is Kyle's favorite Christmas movie now, so I can't wait to hear what he has to say. <laughs> He guys. absolutely loves this film. Guys, yeah. so my mind was blown watching it. <laughs> All right? Let me tell you this. I I don't pick up on a lot of stuff, both in musicals and in my life. Whenever there's signs, I usually miss them. So as I'm watching this movie, and the big reveal happens towards the end with what's going on, I sang the song to myself in my head and went, oh! <gasps> Oh my God! How did I not see this coming? I did not see. Dude, I thought. I swear to you. At first, I thought he's homeless, and he's showing her that there's better things about life, and this mm -hmm. and that and that. But when they started talking about the sir, I'm like, Oh my God! This is like a freaking Fight Club. Thing. <laughs> but I got it way early, man. I'm like, All right. I'm like, because I, I wasn't. I don't know. Like, again, I didn't hate the movie. It's not the worst movie I've seen. Mm -hmm. But I guess since I saw it coming or or I had already kind of figured it out, I've, again, I thought he was homeless. And then once she went to the shelter and she started, like, bettering herself and all that, I'm like, oh, no. Is this like a Ghost of Christmas Past type thing where, mm -hmm. you know, and it kind of is. It's kind of what it is. Oh, no. It's beautiful. You know? But, no, no, it's not that. It's not. I when I see it coming or when I saw it coming again and the movie had still like not given it to me. And I'm like, okay, I already know, dude, like get, let's get to where we're going. Mm -hmm. It took forever to get there for me because I felt like I figured it out really fast and right. they gave it to me. I wasn't surprised cause I had figured it out. So I was just like, Oh, okay. Like I'm, it's sweet. It's a sweet message. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And again, when you replay the song in your head, you're like, Oh shit. Okay. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Steve is saying that it's a version of a Christmas carol, which is a really interesting perspective. Yeah. It's not something that I caught the first or the second time that I watched it. And yeah. I admit I did love it way more the second time. But it, it was it was a nice homage to everything, but still with a really cool story. And I love the fact that like another cool element with the homeless people, like as like as like an, an angle, was that like it showed us that they're still real people and they're even talented. You know, they have the whole a whole show at the end of the movie. So I didn't I, I really thought of them as an entirely separate part and like a foil of itself, not even like a real part of the plot. Like you know what I mean? Well the, uh, if, if we're gonna uh well probably the only positive is I'm gonna talk about this movie. Uh -uh. Um, I I'll be nice. I'll be nice. Just in case we <laughs> Because I am a big fan of Mr. Peak. Um, <laughs> my favorite parts of this film is when she's literally bettering herself. When when there's no Henry Golding, not that he was bad, but I cared more about when she was doing her self love and you know and actually again um, apologizing to her sister for being an asshole or you know giving the chance to her mom and oh, everything that she was doing. You know when again um, Tom was telling her like you know talking about santa or whatever and uh which michelle yo was great in this by the way she yeah was she was everything with her and her boyfriend is amazing <laughs> <laughs> i love that guy 
but um but when he's like oh what have you done to be nice to her or what have you done for her lately type shit you know and then she starts you know picking yeah. up and then michelle yo uh still giving her a second chance uh despite of her being so careless and leaving the store open and saying you turned me into a criminal mm-hmm. um but her just you know picking herself back up and going is probably the the thumbs up I give this movie, you know. Again, I was like, all right, I I like this, you know. It, it's uh, a real turn, It's really about turning your life around, and it, that how it's never too late. Like she is, she has that open heart surgery, and then instead of using it as a second chance, she's throwing it all away because she's just using it to, you know, I'm still alive, but life sucks. I'm not going to sing anymore. I'm going to go sleep around, drink. I don't really care what's going on. I don't want to talk to my family anymore. She's really hit rock bottom. And when she first meets Tom, she's looking at him as just another guy that she can move on to. Like, okay, this is the next guy I'm going to, you know, hook up with me a fun night and then kind of move on. And he doesn't allow her to do that. He shows her to look up. And I think that's such a great message to look up. He's the first time to interact. He, you know, he takes her around and says, look up at this, look up at this. There's so much more in this world. If you stop looking down, not just at your feet, but in life and look up at the positives that are coming your way and you're going to be so much happier in life. And it really opens up. He's at the end. Amelia Clark's got one of the best smiles I've ever seen. And from any actor or actress out there, when she's smiling at the end singing, you feel that genuine turn that she's made in her life. And I just really appreciate that. I mean, guys, going into this, it's a movie directed by Paul Feig, who I love, by the way. Paul Feig, if I could meet any director, he's my best friend at this point. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, he knows who you are, Kyle. He knows exactly. Yeah. You read my he review does. for this movie. <laughs> Paul, I'm trying to get Paulie on the show, guys. Trust me, we're tight. Hey, we shot our shot. We, we, we did. Him, we're like, hey, man, what's up? Well, you got to try it. Um, but Paul Feig directed it, who just coming the year before uh, did a simple favor, which is fantastic, by the way. Also done Bridesmaids, The Heat, stuff like that. Um, so Paul Feig directs it along with Amelia Clark, who is a fantastic actress, along with Henry Golding, is one of the more up-and-coming actors out there. Emma Thompson wrote it, and she also stars in it. To me, like this movie just couldn't fail. Oh, and on top of that, we're going to mix in George Michael music, which I'm surprised that's the most controversial thing from everybody who doesn't like this movie. It's George, too much George Michael. Like, Tim, where are you, man? You're supposed to be in this chat contributing along, and I don't see you. Why don't you guys like George Michael? <laughs> that's un- yeah. unreal. I, if people think he's not worthy enough to have a whole movie with movies about him. And here's here's the kicker. When it comes to Christmas movies from a fellow Christmas freak with a Christmas tattoo, if people say that Last Christmas is not their favorite or their top five favorite songs, they're fucking lying, okay? Mm-hmm. Everyone loves that song. Jader, please correct me if I'm wrong. Do you not like it? It's My- The synths make you immediately cry. It gives you a jolt in your heart. It was a perfect way I'll to take, start I'll off. Last Christmas over the Mariah Carey song. I'll tell you that much. Whoa! Oh, thank you. I yeah, agree. Yeah. Chestnuts. Okay. Forget chestnuts. Okay. Yeah. Last no, Christmas no, 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 no. is so, a huge I mean, modern favorite. My, I obviously was watching the uh, the movie upstairs. My kids were, you know, playing. Uh, they tuned in for a little bit, watching. What's going on? And you know, I had to like quickly explain to them what's going on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh they went back my son went to take a shower just like uh a bath i'm sorry right before i came downstairs and he was singing not the song wasn't playing but he was singing last christmas in the bathtub and i'm like damn this shit is catchy man this is so catchy. Catchy. yeah and anthony's commenting christmas songs suck bah humbug anthony come on if you're not into it then i don't know i don't know what to say 
You know what's funny? Out of all the George Michael songs they played, right? Um, they played one that I absolutely love, and it's One More Try. I yeah. love that. And um, it's you know obviously she's you know all down in the in the bar drinking and all that shit. And they play. I'm like, God damn it, bro! I was trying to talk a lot of shit about this movie. Now they play in this one, and I love Faith. Um, you know, it's again not. It's just not a knock on George Michael, but I really didn't think that this movie was gonna have the whole soundtrack. <laughs> The best of George Michael. So, but again, I do love Christmas. I, I have a nightmare before Christmas tattoo. You know, see I, there you it, go. It Christmas film as well as it is a Halloween film. But um it I I mean I think Kyle hyped this movie way too much for that. Like, <laughs> I'm like, all right, let's see what this is. And I, I do love Emilia uh, Clark. Um, we'll obviously get into categories and all that stuff in a little bit. Um, I saw a little bit of Henry Golding recently because I had just, again, with COVID and watching movies and all that, um, I just saw The Gentleman and he was great in that yeah. too. Um, I love him in Crazy Rich Asians and I think that's all I've seen him in. I don't even know. Hey, simple favor. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He was, oh, that's right. He wasn't. Yeah, he's he was, wonderful. He great in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I do feel the need to make, if it's okay, to make a connection uh, with our with Judd Apatow. Um, did you guys know or realize that Paul Feig was Tim in Heavyweights? Yeah. That oh, Judd Apatow directed? With the short short with the jean shorts. Yes. And yes, And he's like, to Love Machine, he just like goes, he just goes nuts. Yeah, oh, my God. I love that scene in Heavyweights. <laughs> so, this is the thing. I've always... I've seen Heavyweight so much growing up. It was one of those, like, it, it is one of those childhood films for me. Sandlot, when they mention childhood films, it's Mighty Ducks, Sandlot, um, Heavyweights, it has to be in there, and Home Alone, obviously, and all, and all that. But I loved Heavyweights growing up. I still love that movie, and I still find it so hilarious. Um, I actually tried showing it, and it's funny you mentioned Heavyweights because I was talking about it yesterday with a friend. Uh, he said a, he said a line of dialogue from that movie, and I looked at him I'm like heavyweights, and he goes, "Fuck, you're good, dude." And there I'm like, go. "Love that movie." Um, <gasps> You've never seen Christmas Vacation? No, man. Jader, that's gonna be your okay, new favorite. That's my favorite. Oh my so okay, long. Like, like we're gonna make this a very very long story short. Um, I like to give Steve shit every single time that I see him. I will give him some sort of shit. Uh, <laughs> he posted a pop uh, figure of uh, Clark uh, Griswold. And everyone was going crazy. And me being me, I'm like, who's that? So he was like, Clark Griswold, what do you mean? And I'm like, okay, I can read. <laughs> what are you talking about? And he's like, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I was like, yes. never Or any vacation movies. You don't no, know Clark no, no. Griswold. I'm like, never seen it. I have. Oh I God. absolutely love Christmas Vacation. But I was just being me. Oh. Okay, thank yeah, God. I was thank being God. myself and giving him shit. So okay. I thought I had this long joke going for a <laughs> while where he would send, he actually sent me like an ornament, uh, like with, TikTok. With, I, have this, I have one too. Oh, okay. So there's a TikTok with the ornaments where he's going in and all that shit. Yeah. And he sends it to me and I'm like, oh, I don't get it. And he's like, <laughs> are you serious? And he goes, doesn't that make you want to see the movie? And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, National Lampoon's Vacation, uh, Christmas Vacation. And I'm like, don't know what you're talking about. And then he goes, doesn't that want to make you see the movie, though? And I'm like, mm, whatever. 
like a minute goes by and I'm like, dude, I'm giving you shit. I love that movie. That movie's fantastic. This and that. And he goes, yeah, I wanted to see how long this was going on. And he go and he sends me my list of when we did top Christmas films of all time <laughs> for the page when we were doing the top 10. Yeah. And my number four was Christmas Vacation. And I'm like, you You're number four. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, it was Die Hard, Nightmare, Home Alone, and then Cool. Uh, Solid. Not a bad idea. No, good list. Respect. Boring. It's all the same ones. Like <laughs> <laughs> well, last Christmas is Kyle's number one for sure. Oh no. I, last I know that. <laughs> uh, it also got the night before. That's another one I love. That's got probably be coming up soon on the show. Um oh, like next week. Sneak peek. Yes. Cool. Yeah, next week. We're definitely gonna get into that one. Um otherwise, guys, do we have any other thoughts before we jump into the categories? Uh no, actually, let's jump into the category because that's how I can keep moving. Actually, I don't mean that in a bad way. Well, I know Jader came fully prepared, so we're gonna go to him first. Uh, best scene, Jader. What is your best scene? <laughs> uh, best scene for me is. Let's get back to me, man. Hold on. Perfect, uh, Gia. What is the <laughs> best scene? Ah, uh, okay. I have a, I have a few, and maybe like some honorable mentions. But I, I kind of brought this up before. I love, I just love the fucking opening. It's so good, and I love, I love the bar scene when they play, um, when they play "Heal the Pain," and then that leads to the lullaby scene when she sings it to him later. It was, it was the perfect back and forth, and I just, I loved it because. I, Watching it the second time, I miss being sad in a bar. <laughs> I know how weird that sounds, but I just I miss like being able to feel something and go somewhere, and listen to music, and and talk to people. And I feel that was just a really beautiful way to bring us back into December. Uh, Jader, I'm gonna go to you last. Obviously, I don't fuck that. I, I'm gonna remember now. You're going last. This is your favorite. <laughs> your favorite movie. Um, when they're playing Freedom, actually, I actually had mentioned it earlier when she's bettering herself. Yeah, um, I love that because again, um, and that's probably the the again another positive of, of them is the the message it sends out. Where again, you had a second chance, and you're not do you're not you feel like you're nothing, or you know you want to be this actress and this and that and that, and you, it's just you know life is going hard on you, even though you did have a second chance. Mm -hmm. And I love all the nice things, even though when when she went to volunteer in the brisk uh, the not brisket, man. I'm thinking barbecue. What do they give though? When she, they're telling her to do the tea. Um, oh, um, the biscuits. Biscuits. There you go. The uh, and then she's like, kind of like oh, I was. Her I liked her initial uh, attempt where she's like, I'm gonna give this shit a shot, and she goes right in front mm -hmm. of the uh, of the shelter, and she just starts singing, yeah. and you know, she only got five bucks. But she kept doing it, and then after that, that made her uh, become a better person overall. So that's probably that little uh, montage with freedom, and when she's trying to like, you know, when they're doing their tryouts. Um, so uh, cute. I love that because they all were talented, and I mm -hmm. love that they shine light on that. That they, you know, despite of what life threw at them, they 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 had their talents, you know. So I, that's probably it for me. Um, my favorite scene is the first time they go to Tom's apartment when he brings her there to stay the night because it's 
she's expecting, okay, I'm going to hook up with this guy and this is going to, you know, that's what I've been waiting for. And he, instead of that, she opens up to him and they sit on the floor and she kind of lays in his lap and just opens her heart out to him about how, you know, my life was supposed to be one way and then it all changed because of this. And now it's different now. And he really connects with her and settles her down and makes her feel comfortable. And when she's like, okay, can we go lay in your bed? He's like, okay, but she gets in the bed and he covers her up, not tonight. And that's it. And I just love the connection they make there because it feels so authentic and real that this isn't just a- Is it authentic and real though? Is uh, it? Yes, it is. They're, connected. <laughs> They're more connected than you can ever be. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, yes. And he says a line, which this is going to be my best line. I'm just going to transition to this right now while they're sitting on the floor where she's like, she says that she's not normal. And he says, there's no such thing as normal. It's a stupid word. It does a lot of damage. And Mm -hmm. it's such a powerful moment because being normal is the status quo that a lot of people try to strive for. And it's not the best. People think normal is what you need to be. And it's not, you need to be yourself. And she never allowed herself to get to that point after her surgery. And he really opens up her eyes to that. So that's the line that I really appreciate about that and that entire scene in general. Um, so let's go back to Gia. Gia, what is your best line from this film? Oh, best line. Um, I'm going to go on with the comedic route because that, that was my favorite sentimental uh, line. But I loved like, It's a really, really small line when she, um, when Amelia Clark is, trying to set Santa up with that guy again and like, t- can like, can like derail her. And then she works with the customer and he's like, there's, like, let me show you the nutcracker. And she's like, oh, there's bigger nuts. And she's like, there's bigger nuts. That was really cute. Yeah. And the lesbian pudding and like oh. our neighbor, like oh. Dick is our neighbor. Like stop saying Dick. <laughs> yeah. oh, damn it. Okay, I know. I'm sorry. The <laughs> for me killed me killed me because they're like oh it's penis and then he's like and he's like oh but it also means dick he's like dick is her neighbor what is this <laughs> that that shit killed me i that it was, was probably so a laugh out loud moment for me where i was like this is fucking funny can we yeah. take a moment to appreciate Emma Thompson real quick in this film? She's not well, in it much. Well, she's part of she's gonna be in my category. Okay, so all right, so let's get to that then. Um casting what ifs, there wasn't any for this film. Um, if you just kind of look down the line at the actors in it, I mean Emma Thompson wrote it, so she's obviously gonna be in it. Henry Golding already had a connection to Paul Feig. Uh, because of uh, Simple Favor. So he was going to be in it. And I feel like Amelia Clark was probably his first choice. So there wasn't any research out there for casting what ifs. This is, I think he kind of got the cast that he wanted in the first place. So we can skip that category completely today and move on to the Mahershala Ali Award for Best Sharpshooter. The character does the most in the least amount of time. I think there's quite a few options for this award this time. And it sounds like Jader wanted to jump in in here. And uh, I have a Thompson, bro. Okay. Emma that Thompson. Is, that, that, uh, I don't know how this is not unanimous. I understand that there were a lot of great roles. Well, there's a lot of roles in this one. Um, but, but I think Emma Thompson crushed. Crushed. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't read the credits. I didn't know she wrote this film until Gia told me uh, on the pre-show. Um but I thought she was she was hilarious. She played a very real uh, I want to say relate a real character, not relatable character, a very real 
character. Um, that just that whole family had real issues. You yes. know, the sister, you know, not admitting that, you know, that that she was gay, the dad and mom losing that connection, uh, the dad not wanting to go home, the dad losing, you know, obviously trying to provide for the family or or the issues that he had, gave up his life of you know, or you know, becoming a lawyer. And then I guess drilling it because some parents, when I can't do it, you have to do it. Drilling it in the sister because when they had that argument on the table, which I that's another great scene in the movie, uh, that argument, mm -hmm. it was very raw. It was a very raw uh, scene. Um, I guess I like this movie. Man. That's what I'm talking about. See? <laughs> but, but, Peter, uh, I'm, I'm telling you, I think, because I, I felt very similar, the very similar way when I first saw it. And oh, I actually it's funny because um, Steph walked into the house because she went like uh, she ran errands with, with my daughter, and uh, it was just me and Adrian watching. Well, Adrian was playing on his switch, but he would like pop up here and there, like, What's going on now? you know. Um, but Steph literally walked in like during the reveal, like during the reveal, mm -hmm. where I was like, Turn around, I'm like, Just look down, don't, don't. Don't listen to it. I pause it. I'm like, just go, go away. I'm like, uh, you because I know this is right up her alley. I know she will love this movie. Mm -hmm. uh, so I know I'm gonna sit through it again. Uh, probably will be playing on the switch like Adrian and just kind of like you know focusing here and there. <laughs> but um, but it's one of those films where I'm like, oh, she needs to see this because again, I she but she's more of a sucker for these movies than, than I am, obviously. Um, but that very raw scene and that very real scene where the dad was obviously, again, I already said it with the connection between them, the sister, uh, Amelia, obviously feeling at her lowest, but, you know, taking that jab as a sibling usually does when they're feeling at their lowest, um, and calling her out, the parents obviously freaking out, you know, cause what have you or whatever. Um, but then the sister saying like, oh, you know, the dad being all excited that the sister got the second promotion. And uh, she's like, oh, you're living the dream. And she's like, oh, the dream that was shoved down my throat. And I'm like, gee, I'm like, damn, that's that's some real shit, man. So mm -hmm. I like the writing in this uh, character wise. Like the writing was really good because everyone was going through, you know, Something. their shit. So, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll jump in here. I, I went with Michelle Yeoh. Um, yeah, I love Emma Thompson in this film. And I think she's, you know, she plays a real mother in that whole scene where her and Amelia Clark are at the uh, doctor's office and they're just saying the opposites for every single question that comes through is hilarious. Um, but I went with Michelle Yeoh because every time she's in it, she's over the top, but she's not pushing it. Like she's right at that border there and she can get serious when she needs to. Cause like Jada brought up earlier, that scene where after the break-in happens and she has to really get down on Amelia Clark and let her know, um, you just made me a criminal because of this. And I cover for you because I really care about you. And I want you, to, yeah, I want to give you another chance, but this is it right here. Um, Michelle Yeoh is just, she's spectacular in everything. Um, and I just really appreciate what she had to offer in this film. So I'm going with her. Uh, Gia, who do you have for this? Oh man, did we lose oh. Gia? No way. She was like Ooh, solid. Okay. Well, it was a tie, of course, between these two. And Kyle, I really, I think giving Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> well, so Emma Thompson was my vote for sure. But I do feel Michelle does need that, like, that honor because she did do an excellent job. And and go back to everything Jader was saying about the writing. You know, like, it's all about, 
is like because of all the real elements and the part when like when Marta wasn't a star and she's like, you know, you're a really hard worker. Yeah, but what am I a piece of shit? Because like I'm not like I'm not my sister and and all and so I, I really give um Lydia Leonard a, a mention too for Marta. I thought that was a really interesting take. Yes. Um but but nothing can beat Emma. Like she she writes small roles for herself really, really well. Um mm -hmm. Whether well, whether they were meant for her or not, like she knows how to how to own that scene. Um, I I, th I think we all have pretty good picks for this one, so let's move on to the uh, the Bill Murray Award for best cameo. There's yeah. a couple in here that are really really funny. Um, I had a couple of options, um, but Gia, I want to okay. start with you on this one. Who's your pick for this? Um, Patty Lapone, duh. Duh. She so <laughs> she was one of the customers in in the store, and I thought that was perfect. Mm -hmm. She played a character she, she was, was with like the two babies, with with the two uh, the two babies. Yeah, that was her. I love. Yeah. <laughs> but can we also talk about so that it was a tacky Christmas shop too? Like everything in this was just so unexpected, and and the part with like the whole Yugoslavia. Um, aspect too like that historical context was cool too but yeah definitely patty the phone yeah um i there i have two but let's see if jader takes one jader who's your pick for best cameo jesus christ um all right you're not ready <laughs> i got i got, I, got not, I don't i can't even think of too many people that would like really cameo in this film like i can tell you like a character again but that would be a sharpshooter in my opinion um, someone that was in the movie and uh, like I really got uh, again I, I guess he didn't have a big enough role for a supporting character but um, I really like the uh, the guy that's always telling her did you find your time um, in the, uh, oh, that the uh, homeless shelter guy the homeless shelter guy like I thought I thought he was a really cool character very in and out of the film again he's probably in what like four or five scenes um, yeah. total, but I, I, I don't know. I thought some, he was going to be a little bit bigger, but I just kind of like that. He was always in a positive attitude, uh, the way where, uh, the guy was selling her, where she brings in the five bucks and he's like, Oh, I've seen this a bunch of times and eventually they'll give up and never come back or whatever. And he's like, dude, your, your negative vibe is I'm just not messing with that right now or whatever. And he mm -hmm. kind of goes, and then he was there in the audition scenes and, you know, doing the clapping and all that. And when they go out and he's like, Hey, did you ever find your Tom or whatever? She was like, found my Tom, you know, little things like that. So I, I guess I'm going to give it a buddy. Um, mostly because I wasn't prepared for this question. I honestly was watching the whole time, like with the categories in my head and, um, I, I didn't really have anybody as a cameo. Um, um, I got quite a few. So uh, first, Peter Serafinowicz. Um, he is the tick. He was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, he's one of the judges when uh, mm -hmm. Amelia goes to audition for her big uh, her big. <laughs> you got hired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's so funny in this. And then Rob Delaney is sitting right next to him the entire time, just around funny lines. When she just starts saying, he's like, stop, stop. All right, let me look on the next one. No, you didn't get the part. Just out yeah. of here. He's yeah, funny. That was shit. He goes, that was shit. That was shit. <laughs> They're both funny. I went with, though, my pick is um, Ansu Kabia, who, if you guys don't know who this is, he is, he was the, um, his name's Anzu Kabia, and he was the husband to Amelia Clark's best friend when she stays over. He's the one who's building all the origami stuff, and his stuff keeps getting crushed by her. <laughs> it's just oh. the face. 
the face he has the entire film where every time she says anything, he just has a dead look on his face. Like she's going to fuck up again. She's going to do something. We're going to have to kick her. <laughs> it's going to happen. He was so funny to me. Um, that's my pick. I think one other guy I'm going to throw out is the, um, the homeless man who steals all the biscuits. He's just, <laughs> he's a bundle of joy in this film. Dude, him and the Elvis guy, that Elvis guy had a fucking hell of a voice, dude. That was yes, awesome. No, yes. I was like a judge. I was like, oh shit. I'm like, he did fucking great. He did. So, and I wonder if that scene was added because they had so many fun, talented people. You can't help but think that maybe they added a few scenes. I, I mean, it feels deliberate kind of on Feek's part because we, we've pointed out this quite a bit that they're not showing homeless people as downtrodden. Like they're, they're talented. They're all singing along with her when she's outside of the, of the um, homeless shelter and trying to make, raise money. They become best friends. Like they all have personalities. They're all people. They're not just, you know, people who are, are they're not druggies who can't find homes or yeah. they're, you know, they've given up on everything. They feel like actual people. So that's what I really appreciate about this. Um, next, next category, the Gary Oldman, everyone award for best overacting. Um, <laughs> there's a, I think there's a couple in here. Uh, Jader, I'm going to throw it to you first. Who's why, 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 why? You know, I'm not prepared. Why? why <laughs> Wait, you, you know, this is coming. This is episode 32. What do you mean? You're not prepared. Nothing <laughs> mean, man. 23, 32, episode one. I just show up, bro. Uh, <laughs> all right. Gia, take it away. <laughs> oh okay well in my humble opinion i i don't think anything was overdone because it's a christmas movie and you can do whatever the hell you want but um i of course the 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 customer guy who's in love with santa definitely overdid it but in the most brilliant way and you could make the argument that emma thompson was overacting or that henry golding was overacting to make it really cheesy i don't think that but I, I know a lot of friends who would think that. Okay. Yeah. Um, that that guy, whatever his name is, um, his name is Peter Peter McGinn. That's his name. He's also my pick. It's just the the way that they film it, where he just whips open the doors and suddenly it's quiet and there's just chimes in the background. Like, oh, <laughs> it's this guy and they lock eyes. It's it's like the most cheesy romance stuff you can throw into a film, but it works so well. And he's. He's doing it to the perfect degree. So he was my pick as well for this. I'm so glad you said that. I've never seen him in anything yeah. before. He's mostly, I'm looking at his, I'm looking at his IMDb. He's in just like foreign stuff. So, but he was great. <laughs> they just called him the boy. So that's my pick, Jader. We're, back to you. God damn it, bro. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that, it should be unanimous. There it is. When you said it. I was like, yeah. <laughs> You're absolutely right. So I'm going to hear looking at IMDb, but yeah, I guess I would have to. Uh, the Dane. If you don't know their names, it's harder to decipher. The yes. Dane. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I, um, that, that would probably be the pick, to be completely honest with you, because everybody else is pretty, pretty solid. Uh, I mean, the guy, the first guy, I mean, it's not that he's overacting, man. The first guy she hooks up with, the, uh, the guy the that. Bar. Huh? The one at the bar who goes to the jukebox with her? Ed. Mm. Ed. Want to know Ed. why I remember that name? Because <laughs> when she's like, oh, the guy, and, she, and the, the, the wife or girlfriend shows up, she's like, Ed? And he's like, yeah, yeah. Ed, Ed, Ed. 
But, that was a great, that scene was written perfectly because she said Ed twice to clarify, yeah. to make sure that she, she's like, did you shag him? Like, I was like, oh my God. Yeah, did you shag him? <laughs> I, love That's what I, love. I forget that every time I watch a British thing is the word oh, shag. Have you not seen Austin Powers, bro? Come on, man. <laughs> um, all right. Ah. All right, so the next category. Yeah, baby. So I'm interested to hear your take on this, uh, Jader. Uh, the next category is what doesn't work, and I'm sure you have quite a bit to say. Um, I guess the reveal didn't work for many people because I, but it worked for me. I didn't see it coming. No, no, I didn't know. I honestly, okay. So let's let's flip this around, all right? Because obviously we know that that's going to be that's what I'm going to talk about. But you notice that Tom's character obviously was mysterious or a little off what was going through your mind as you were watching this he's wearing the same clothes every single time exactly but i also it think there's one scene where it went from purple to gray where i because the whole time i'm like he's wearing the exact same thing so i'm like this guy's homeless that i went homeless first like i said so i'm like he's homeless when he tries to bring her to the shelter for the first time or whatever she doesn't want to go in and I'm like, and then I'm like, oh man, I guess he kind of dodged a bullet there because they would have been like, hey, welcome home, dude, you know. But um, but and when she goes to look for him, and he's, they're like, they're like, what? Like everyone's like, Tom, Tom, oh, night crew, I don't know who he is. The whole night. So obviously, you know, the writing was obviously trying to keep it mystique and all that. Um, but I don't know. Again, it was when the whole heart thing and him telling her to look up the whole time, and I'm like. Oh, uh, so I went from that to Ghost of Christmas, you know, present, past, or future, or whatever, to I'm like, it's 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 in her mind. But again, it was that's oh god, Tim's in. Tim Tim came in. You showed up 30 minutes later. I mean, geez, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> this guy. Um, but so what okay again so you notice the clothes were the same so all right pick up from there what did you think so i mean so i'll jump into my the next category real quick just for a taste is interesting details um one of the things i never notice which is i guess apparent in this is you never see any reflection of tom uh anywhere in the windows in the bus window when she when they're driving away there is no reflection of him anywhere so there is a way to pick up on it's like in um, the last Jedi, when I guess at the end, when Luke is, you know, portraying himself or, you know, putting himself across the universe and you can't see him kick up the dust on that salt planet. Yeah. It's the same thing here. Like I, I, I didn't pick up on that. I didn't see that. I just, he had me fooled the entire time. I thought that was a nice apartment that he had. Um, when no, after- at the apartment I had already, I had thought I'm like either he broke in and that's why everything was perfectly neat. But again, by then I'm like, it's all in her head. She's the one breaking in. Like, I honestly went like Fight Club rules, like right away, like mm-hmm. pretty fast. Yeah. So that's why. But then that's the only part that kind of threw me off, where I'm like, not homeless, because I'm like, well, he has an apartment. I'm like, oh no, that's not his. That's not his fucking apartment. And when she shows up in the door <laughs> and I open, I was like, I knew it, you know. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry to keep that. Yeah, I never had the uh, the inkling that he was homeless, mostly because his coat was too nice, I think. But um, yeah, well, the part this kind of ties into the category of what doesn't work. 
I wasn't sure. Like, I don't know how the ice skating rink scene worked. If she couldn't ice skate, how, like, who was helping her? Who lifted her up because she fell? That was the, on the only thing that didn't work for me. But I'm with Kyle. I, I was pretty much fooled the whole time. And thank you for telling me the detail about the reflection. I never caught that. I didn't catch that. No. And then when she gets pooped on in the eye, like, you know, he's standing right there, but I guess that like, it's, it's, I don't even know how to. It's, like it's kind of like when you watch the sixth sense all over again. Mm -hmm. and you, you know, you're like, Oh, you yeah, you got me. You got me. Yes. But you know what? Sixth sense had a good fucking twist at the end. So I didn't see that. No, it's a, no, it's a, <laughs> a great twist that I'm surprised they didn't make this movie 20 years ago at this point. It's such a good twist. Um, <laughs> all right, a couple, <laughs> <That's> a good... <laughs> couple more interesting details. Um, there's not too many. That The big one was the one I just told you guys. Uh, one was that they filmed in, on the London streets at 2 a.m. most times because obviously London's always super busy. Yeah. So 2 a.m., if you're someone who works in the film industry, 2 a.m. is very tiring. So like... The movie, honestly, something I want to throw out there. This movie looks beautiful. All the way it's shot, it's got that Christmas mystique to it that feels so well, and it gets you in the spirit right away. So, that, and also making her work at a Christmas shop all year long is just a great touch to it. So, love it. Um, they also had a big La La Land influence, I have to say, like the bench scene when he was when he was walking on the bench. It looked just it looked just like La La Land. It did. It really did. Don't okay. you dare. What are you doing? What? Don't you dare. La La Land is a fucking national treasure, okay? Oh, of course. I, I, who are, who are you talking to, buddy? And Wait, last Christmas is a Christmas no, movie. not. <laughs> La La Land is a Christmas movie, also. I did a whole spiel about it. Um, no, but well, it was just the homage. Like, it was the same the same idea. The, light, the, the lighting was not clearly... The same level as all in, but I'm just saying it was it was again crazy. huge Paul Feig fan. So Mr. Feig, if you're watching, I do love your work. Not my favorite, <laughs> not my favorite of yours by far. But, uh, but yeah, and and I I'm dying to cover La La Land on this show. So we'll, oh okay we'll be, okay we'll be talking okay. soon about that because I adore that film. Um, and, it, and I adore it because I wanted to fucking shit on that movie so bad. And those are the best films when you hate it before it even comes out and you watch it and you're like, wow, that was a gem. Uh, but yeah. I just watched it the other day with my veteran. <laughs> I remember you going crazy. I that that will be for that episode. I am I, I am still fuming. No, I remember when we none of us had seen the movie. The trailer dropped. You went fucking apeshit, apeshit <laughs> on it. And I remember when it released. You bought it on DVD, Blu-ray, Steelbook. Like you, yeah, you went I, <laughs> buying everything. But uh, I, I can't wait for that episode because that La La Land episode. I'm trying to. I'm planning something special. I'll talk to Kyle about that. Uh, I can't wait. Yeah, yeah, and we're gonna we're we have to invite Gian. Um, Please, gonna, we're, we're probably gonna have a very special guest for that show that I've been keeping in contact with. Emma uh, Stone. Oh my god. So, huh? Emma Stone. <laughs> I don't. I don't care who. I'll. I'll freak out. Whoever. Who, I don't care. If you have the, the freaking. We'll, 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 we're gonna. I'm, I'm, a PA from that show. I from the from the movie. I will. I will flip out. We're gonna have a good. Episode. 
Okay. Um, all right. And one of the last details I had was Emma Thompson started writing this film back in 2010. So she's been waiting yeah. on this for a while now. Um, I, I think it's really cool that Emma Thompson wrote this film. Sorry, I would have never. I probably, probably would have liked it in 2010. My, my taste has gotten like. Mm. Oh, you're a snooty yeah. critic now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the Irishman. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> you appreciate the sentiment. I probably would have been like. That well, think about crazy. Emma Thompson movies. Like she did Sense and, Sen Sense and Sensibility. She did Nanny McPhee. She did uh, Bridget Jones's uh, baby. baby. Like that's I that's don't her. Like any of those fucking movies. This is the it's best okay. film. Uh, actually, you know, Sense and Sensibility isn't bad. That's actually a pretty good movie. Yeah. Well, plus totally different time too. Yeah. In like '94, I think. Yeah. And well, yeah. I um, with right. with what you said about 2010. Like I I didn't realize that that George Michael and Wham gave them the rights to all of the songs years before he died. And it, I can't, he, he died on Christmas day four years yeah. ago. He did. He did that. That I, yeah. you know, it sucks to joke about that, but I had to, cause I'm like last Christmas, huh? <laughs> like it was pretty bad. Sorry. Now I'm just a shoulder to cry on. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> thank, you, thank you for letting it sit in silence for a sec. Thank you for the help, guys. I appreciate that. <laughs> letting me sit in that. Um, all right. Apex Mountain. Um, I went with nobody. There's nobody who's it's Apex Mountain. It's just a great, enjoyable film. Obviously, Amelia Clark has Game of Thrones. That's her apex right now. Who knows where her career is going to go from here? That's her apex. Henry Golding, it's way too early to tell. He's brand new. He's going to be, a, he might be James Bond one day at this point. Crazy, crazy, crazy Rich Ages is probably his best so far. Uh, as much as I enjoyed, uh, gentlemen, it is nowhere near Emma Thompson's best film. Uh, <laughs> probably uh, uh, Michelle Yeoh's boyfriend guy. The, uh, he qualifies. Probably his apex. Yes. Well, and I would say Lydia Leonard too. And huge shout out to her because she's a Tony nominated actress. Um, so she, and we'll hope, and she has a lot of film credits too, but I hope that this kind of pushes her forward. And she reminds me a lot of the sister in Fleabag. So who knows if they stick with that, that kind of, that type of actress. That you guys actually them. see, um, Late Night? Yes. With, yes. Uh, yeah. How was that? How was that? Uh, it's really yeah. good. Yeah. I, I liked it. I need to see it again. I only saw it once. Um, but I would say it has a pretty similar feel to Last Christmas. Honestly. Okay. It does, yeah. yeah. It, it, well, it does. Last year, so. Yeah. Um, but I was looking through her IMDb, and I, I just remembered how much I hated her in Saving Mr. Banks. So thank you for that, IMDb. Um, I, I hated her in that. No, but she played the role so You're well. You're supposed to hate it. Yeah. I well, hated yeah. her character. Yeah. I hated her character. Now, uh. She, I should have hated her more because at the end of the of this film, she cries and is happy about the way the you know Mary Poppins turned up, and we all know the real story that she fucking hated Mary Poppins too, and she was like, "Fuck you guys." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, we're you know just you know what's crazy? I always remember her as Arnold Schwarzenegger's wife in Junior. Oh, Be hot that take. It's the first time I always like because I, I don't know if that was the first film that I really because again 
growing up in the early 90s and coming up from, you know, growing up watching all these Schwarzenegger films, I would watch anything that Schwarzenegger made. So Junior, I don't know if you guys know this, but it was the movie where Arnold Schwarzenegger is pregnant and he's having a kid yeah. um, for, through a fucking experiment or whatever. Funny as, I mean, I don't know if it's funny. I haven't seen it in a long time, but funny as hell back then. Uh, but she plays his wife. Danny DeVito plays the doctor. But I loved her in that movie. Um, I thought she was so endearing. Uh, but I'm looking through her IMDb to see is this is this her her uh, apex? And I'm like hell no, hell she no. So no. Many no. For me, and, it was Professor Trelawney in Harry Potter. <laughs> you know what? I uh, yes, probably just because my love for Potter films. But yeah, absolutely. I absolutely. It's not Paul Feig's either. We can go over him because he's Bridesmaids is like one of those classic comedies now. So oh, hundred percent. Um, so yeah, let's move on to our oh, look at this doggy. There you go. All right, we're good. Um, all right, one final category. Uh, who won the movie? This is it. This is like when you walk away from this film, who is the one person you are thinking about the most? Gia, I'm gonna start with you. Uh, can you start with me? I actually want to answer this. Go. Oh, no, you're gonna, you're gonna say something creative. You're gonna take mine. Really? I'm not gonna take mine. We might all have the same one. George Michael. George right? Michael, thank you. Hands <laughs> down, he won this film, dude. Hundred percent, he's the one. George Michael, and George. I didn't. An original, a newer song uh, is the is the end credits song that he wrote yes. for the movie. Yeah. Yes. Kyle, do you agree? Damn George it. Michael won the movie. I thought. I thought I was gonna be like super creative and like you guys can go oh. Thompson, and then you're like, oh, and it was Michelle Yeoh, and I'm like, nope, it was George Michael, but like, nope, we're all smart people here. We're all smart so, people here, guys. Christmas won the movie. That's the one. Because I was like, <laughs> fuck! <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I guess, and it's, I, a Christmas won because this is an amalgamation of the tough times of the holidays and just everything coming to a head at once and mm -hmm. like and everyone is like coming like what she was dealing with on her own and she pulled herself together and in a time where because i feel this the, she would never would have had that kind of um transformation if it wasn't in a different time of the year i think and that's just that it's so it's the magic of christmas mm -hmm. in a really real setting that, that's that's what was cool about this and this is and, and steve asked a question is it could you guys see this movie on the hallmark channel no no huh. it's too real too good mm. <laughs> it's too good you know what this movie does a really good job of is not making it like it i don't know how long of a period this movie takes place over but it makes it seem it makes it work when it really shouldn't and here's what i'm trying to say is i don't know how long she's going over meeting this guy because he's like oh i've been away for two days at one point or where's my where's tom ben tom's been gone for another week and then at the end, they're singing Last Christmas. So I'm confused as to when this movie starts, but I don't care because she's working in a Christmas shop. So to me, it's always Christmas. Always Christmas. Good point. It's always Christmas. Yeah, good point. So the environment, like it, that's like up to interpretation too. And the fact that she had like a heart transplant also puts it in a different kind of mystical period because yeah. maybe it's just because we don't hear about heart transplants, but I doubt they happen like ever often. Mom, it doesn't uh, happen. No, no, no. Yeah. So the the positive I will say is that I liked how they took the lyrics to this song to make this film mm -hmm. work. 
Yes. Because mm-hmm. it did work. Again, saw it coming. I didn't see him as the donor as much as I saw him as like the Ghost of Christmas past. You know, but I did once he they once he does this with her, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, he's probably telling her, like, you know, oh my god, like uh enjoy your second chance type shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, guys, that is last Christmas. Um, thank you everybody for joining us this week. It was a fun episode, a lively chat this week. Um, Gia. Thank you so much for coming on this episode. Thank you for having me. I I, I was very happy when you messaged me and asked. Um, quick question: uh, This is your friend, right? Uh, David. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's he's been live, man. Shout I know. Out to David, man, he's been great. He's our best friend. Thank you. I, I hate that. I still, you know what, man? Well, this is episode thirty-two, and I can't comment back because uh, I haven't signed in for free on our uh, on our streamyard. I'll show you guys very quick. So I have this point of view. No, oh, no, that's me. So it'll say right there where it says, I don't know what I'm doing. But it says sign up for free, so that's why I can't come. Oh, shit. Am I still here? <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, I can't comment back or whatever, but I'm going to sign up as soon as we finish this episode so I can mm-hmm. chit-chat with the, uh, with the fans out there. Absolutely. Um, David was awesome, man. Uh, Tim said a couple of shit, even though he's interactive, least interactive he's ever been. Yeah, so Christmas songs suck. (laughs) That's the Anthony (laughs) comment that I see. Uh, Steve's comment right under that is, Well, that's just stupid. (laughs) We got Bert, Bert was in the chat today, so yeah, it was fun. Jader must have guilty feet. So uh, shout out to you guys, man, and thank you so much, man. Everybody's been killing the game, man. I see Anthony. Anthony, shout out to you, man. Everything you've been doing um, on your channel, man. Uh, good shit. And again, the PCP, you know, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean drugs, man. It means you know, pop culture pros. Check us out. Uh, I was against his name, you know. I wanted gurus. I'm gonna throw that shit out there. Pop culture gurus. Nobody wanted it. So whatever. PCP one. <laughs> well we'll fucking make it work you know <laughs> but uh but yeah we gotta get tim in an episode man so he can talk a little bit with us tim. you know we delete tiktok from tim's fucking uh, uh <laughs> jk bro oh JK. my god I've been um, yes yeah Go ahead and plug your stuff again. Tell me about your podcast coming out. Sure. Uh, well, speaking of Tim, I know Tim is a huge Jersey Boys fan. And um, so David and I, who is kindly commenting so much, interacting with uh, the episode today, uh, we host a podcast called Silhouette JB Podcast, or JB Podcast, as we like to pronounce it, just like uh, Nick Kroll and John Mulaney do for their Oh Hello Podcast. Nice. And <laughs> hysterical. Please check it out. Yeah, so we want so to dive. I'm trying to interrupt you, but did you oh. see that John Mulaney is going to do the reboot for Chip and Dale? Yes, Super I did. Excited. Andy Samberg. So excited. And Andy, Andy Samberg. Super excited for that. Continue. And I'm yeah. sorry. No, no problem. That that was my favorite Disney news out of all of it. And I'm really excited for that new, oh my gosh, I can't, 
Wonder, uh, ah, something vision. What Wonder Vision? Um, no, the Groot. The Groot series. You know what? We're gonna have to uh, had a sideshow to review all these fucking episodes. I feel like we should do a Mandalorian episode by episode. I haven't seen today's episode, which everybody's going fucking crazy for. Um, but I feel like we should uh, start um, instead of having this weekly show. Not only weekly show, but I want to review these shows. Because I'm so hyped for them, and I feel like WandaVision is going to be fucking phenomenal. And Tim's uh, actually been doing Mandalorian reviews with um, his buddy yeah. on the Emperor show. So yeah, they've yeah, been yeah. doing really good on that. Good um, shit. Good shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Gia, go ahead. Go ahead. Sure. Yeah, well, I, when you do those episodes, please, I, I can't wait for those. Please let me know. Yeah. I, I, so, and WandaVision is the only one I feel like I, I can really like get into because it's hard. Yeah, well, it, it's hard for me to get into all these Marvel and DC movies. I'm not gonna lie, but um, I am the I, I am group series. What are we doing, guys? I know. I, it's just I can't keep up, man. It's it's so much, it, yeah. and I'm so happy about it. I just need to take like a week and just not talk to anybody and watch all these movies. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so there's still the Let's JV podcast, and there's also um she fucking did that podcast um with our with our PCP friend Layla Renzia, and we mm -hmm. talk about the badass women that you never learned about in history class including a lot of actors and and film directors so check all right out. so uh piggybacking piggybacking off that yeah um and i know this has already been made a film but have you talked about hidden figures no we haven't not yet you guys, you guys need to um okay. i have you seen that film i i've seen parts of it i haven't seen the okay. whole thing I, I know exactly. Do, uh, do me, do me a favor as yeah. a uh, Christmas wish, because I'm gonna use this holiday right now. Please watch that film. I don't know how okay. Kyle feels about it, but I thought that film was so fantastic. Okay. Um, and yeah. it, as much as I loved Hidden Figures, it pissed me off at the same time that me being a student again, uh, kindergarten through senior year did not know any of those women's names and they deserve to be known exactly. because they did so much and got no recognition until this film came out. Uh, so people, and, and it's whoever saw the film knows who they are other than that. And I feel like if you ever do an episode, invite your boy because we would I would love, love to talk about these women. Um, I don't know how, uh, Kyle, you've seen Hidden Figures. Mm -hmm. They yeah. deserve recognition. Like, in my opinion, they were... Catherine Johnson just passed away this year. Yeah, she did. She did. She did. I heard that, yeah. Okay, so, well, thank you so much for the request. We would love to have you on 100%. Yeah, let we'll me know. It. Let me know. If you ever you talk about it. Margot Robbie, I'm on that episode. Gia, yeah, thank you so much for coming back on the show. It's a pleasure to have you. Look at that last comment, please, and plug, plug it up in there. Oh my God! Next TikTok today. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. Sam. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. It better be up by the time we close this out. Um, Jader, it was great to have you back again, man. I'm, so I'm glad, glad you're feeling better. I'm so glad to be back. I miss this. I'm not gonna lie to you, uh, Kyle. I'm not gonna lie, man. Kyle's that that little engine that could. He's like, hey, dude, how do you feel? And I'm like. I think I'm going to be okay, man. I think I'm going to be able to do this show. He'll call me and I'm like, dude, I, I can't, man. There's no way that I can do this show. Um, but you know what? I, 
you know, he kept trucking, man. He did that episode. He went, he, uh, he flew solo, man, and he crushed. He really did crush. Um, I'm going to try not to get sick again, guys. I'm actually like now, not that I didn't believe that it was real. Cause I never, I always thought that this shit was real, but you never know, like it's going to happen to me, you know? Um, I honestly thought that I was precautious enough or trusted people enough that I wasn't going to get it. And it was a simple, again, not to throw anybody out there, pick up my kids, went back home, got the text the next day. It's like COVID positive, had a meeting last week at work. Someone carried COVID, carried it to me. Uh, go get yourself checked. I felt perfectly normal. And I shit you not. This was Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Oh. Went to go get checked. Felt fine. Thanksgiving, I had no Thanksgiving this year. I couldn't, I didn't have it in me, even though my family was like, dude, you don't have anything. Relax. Just come and chill with the family. I was like, I, in, in good conscience, can't do that. You know, um, Friday morning, 5 a.m., get a text message, COVID positive. Felt fine. Sunday felt fine. Monday, I'm like, oh fuck this. Like it's probably like a false positive. Lower back aches, headaches the next day. And it started gradually getting worse slowly, 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 slowly. So guys, please be courteous to everybody. I thank God that I didn't see my grandmother, my mom that suffered. I have asthma, so I was freaking the fuck out. Out of the four days that I was really, really, really bad. There was one day where I'm like, this is it. This is it because I felt like shit. I was going to rush to the hospital. Couldn't breathe the whole night. This shit is scary. It's, it's, this is not a joke. It's not a joke. Um, thank God that, again, I was able to pass it. I was able to, you know, I don't want to say man through this, but I was able to get past it, you know. Yeah. Um, but. Be courteous, man. Be courteous. If you even feel a slight symptom, go get checked. It, you know, we're getting test results as back as 24. Uh, I mean, not 24 hours, sorry, 20 minutes. 20 minutes, 24 hours, the whole nine. If you feel symptoms, anything, if you feel you have the slightest uh congestion, stay home for just a little bit. Go get checked and make sure that you're okay. Because you may not have it as bad, but somebody else will. You know, so those are the little things that you got to be courteous about. Um, again, I felt like I had it pretty bad, but I know people that's ha that had it worse, you know, mm -hmm. not to end the show on a down or anything. Just please be courteous, guys. It, 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 it's very minimal effort that you have to do. And I understand it. Again, it's the holidays. You got to go shop. Amazon is I have not done any holiday shopping in store. Everything has been online and it's been great. And they've been delivering things quicker than they say. So though, um, I hope she's asleep so she doesn't hear it, but my daughter this is a recorded episode. Yeah, <laughs> so. no, I'm just saying my, my, my daughter, uh, was, has been dying for these dolls and they were sold out, sold out, sold out. But I, it said might arrive after Christmas. I ended up getting them today with the Amazing. expectation of yeah. it. You know? So they've been, you know, and shout out to anybody that we know that works for UPS, FedEx, Amazon, what yes. have you, because these guys have been busting their asses off working, mm -hmm. you know, delivering, whether it's a PS5, whether it's a crybaby doll, whether it's iPhones, what have you, whatever the hot take commodity, whatever it is right now, 
these guys are working nonstop. So be courteous, guys, please. Like, please. That that that's all I have. I'm sorry. I've been rambling on all fucking episode. No, thank thank yeah. you for sharing. And and yes, everyone, wear a mask, please. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just we're so sad you're feeling better, man. Thank God. No, 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 dude. Let Not me less. tell you, it it. I'm not one. I'm. I'm honestly not one to bitch about being sick or anything. And again, I never post. I Kyle even asked me. He's like, "Dude, nobody knows. Do you want me to say anything?" And I'm like, "You know what? I, I at first I was against it. Where I'm like, no, don't let them know. But I'm like, no, people need to know that this shit. Because I've been seeing. There's always, you know, it's like the right and the left. You know, you're always gonna have different opinions. But I've seen lately so many. Um, postings on facebook twitter what have you where it's like do you know anybody has actually died from covid it's like the new trend that i've seen yeah. more and more lately i'm like yeah i didn't fucking die thank god but it sucked it sucked it, it's not something that it's not like a common cold or or like a fever that you, it's not man like you feel like shit and it's different parts of the body whether it's you know you're having a migraine i uh, i was telling uh g and kyle right before it, my eye sockets sockets were hurting where they tell you you can't do anything you all you have to do is relax and take it easy i'm like all right well let me relax and take it easy and and uh watch you know watch some movies that i, I couldn't like i ended up watching because again steph had never seen a uh, uh, lord of the rings right so we started our trend our, our our venture our very long venture of watching uh our Lord of the Rings films, and I have the extended versions, right? So even longer. Um, we started this venture in COVID, like March COVID, right? So she only saw Fellowship and she saw about an hour of Two Towers. So now she's like, hey, look, we're, hey, we're both sick. Let's watch these movies. We started watching Lord of the Rings. Movies are fucking hella long, by the way. <laughs> I couldn't even sit through the whole film as long as they were, because as I was watching it, I was I had a major headache and like tears were coming out of my eyes where I couldn't like watch the film where I kept like cleaning myself and any bright light that was hitting us. Whenever there was a scene with Liv Taylor, I felt like I don't know if you've seen that movie lately, but Liv Taylor cried throughout the whole film. That's how I felt. I'm like, that is me right now watching this movie because it was just like tear ducts. Fluorescent. <laughs> it fell. Um, one gem that I did find, and shout out, this is a major shout out. One gem that I did find during COVID was uh Shits Creek. Mm -hmm. Um, if you guys have not seen that show, I can't recommend it enough because it is um and this is no spoiler, it is um in uh, a show and it's a sitcom, it is six seasons. 13 episodes, I think once, I think the last season is 14 episodes long, uh, 22 to 25 minutes each. It is not long, right? And it is about a family that comes from having everything to having nothing, right? They lose all their assets through a bad business deal, right? And the only thing they have, the or, their only asset is this town that they bought called Shits Creek. And obviously, shits plays off the name a lot with so they very well written by Dan and Eugene Levy, um, but I'm honestly so in love with the show because they created this world where 
um, homophobia, transphobia, whatever have you, doesn't exist. Where it's all accepted while being funny as fuck and dealing with real issues. Not only real issues, like the writing is top notch, but it's also deals with um, a family that grows again, like needs to go through the trenches again. And just, it's just a very real show where you see them grow. Mm -hmm. I don't want to spoil too much because it's such a treat. It's a treat of a show. I finished it in a week, all six seasons. The show is done. The show is done. There's no more coming. Like it is wrapped already. They it's on Netflix right now. Every see every show is 22. Even the finale, you know, the finale is usually extended for a little bit. 22 minute episode finale. Uh, so you get what you get. It is what it is. It sucks because they could have gone for so much more. But I've seen so many interviews where they're like, we just wanted to end it this way because we know what we have and we don't want to like, you know, like just milk it for what it is. So they ended it on their terms and I respect the shit out of that. So witty. Um, they won so many Emmys for the show and every every category. Because you start this show again, you start the show and you're like, okay, so I understand that they're snobs and rich and all that, but the way that they grow, the way that they're like, all right, man, so money's not going to come to us anymore. We got to figure out a way to live. And the way from the arc from season one to season six, top notch, one of my favorite shows of all time. Um, I, I, it sucks that we live in a world where I have to warn people like, Hey, like, you know, there is some gay stuff in the show. It shouldn't be that way. Love is love. And I strongly believe in that. Um, I don't see, I don't see that, you know, it, it men and men, women, women, it is what it is, you know? And I love that again, they created this show where again, in the show, in the world of the show, it's not knocked. It's not frowned upon. There's not one episode where like, oh, like the shock factor. That doesn't exist. It is love. Two people fall in love and it is what it is. You know? Here, I, here. I cannot recommend the show enough. I know I've gone, I bantered a little bit um, off the topic or whatever. Shit's Creek, if you guys have not seen it. I've seen so many people say it's overrated. I just feel like it's such a great show. So well written. So well acted. And I think it's it's the perfect show for 2020 it really is and All again right. if you have the time or if you have covid sorry oh, no. in a week, guys. very fast show to go through now uh, go watch the good place too because i've been yes. telling you to do that for a while i i know i know actually you guys have recommended that show and i promised you i was going to start it but i heard I how great Creek is, and I'm like, I gotta watch the show. I heard you say perfect show for 2020. I'm like, he hasn't seen Good Place yet, right? Yeah, it'll be right up there. I have it, I have it, I have it. I will watch it, I promise. Um, guys, we've gone on long enough. Thank you so much for joining us. We will see you guys next time. I don't know when next effort will be before or after Christmas. We'll discuss that, we'll let you know. Um, Tuesday, there is going to be a show on this network of Christmas movies. So you might see a bunch of us pop in and out on that. Steve's going to be hosting that. Tune in. They had a oh, Christmas hosting. I'm not coming. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be there. Anymore. <laughs> I want to go. I'm busy, you know. <laughs> um, thank you guys so much. And we will see you next time another episode of the Jader and Kyle show.
All right. Thank you guys so much for having me. Happy holidays.